The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome Christian conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and uh, anybody else I may have missed, <laughs> to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who is on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday morning. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. That's where you can also catch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio, should you want to do that. And uh, speaking of which, I'm going to take the viewing audience over there because at least for one of our channels, we are about to close it off. You guys look the listening in on YouTube. The reason we're doing that is because the tyrannical state of YouTube over there will not like what I'm about to present to you, and I'm going to document it, okay? It's not that it's not documented. It is documented, but they don't like that. So prepare, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and you'll see right here is where this should be showing up. Uh, apparently, I didn't refresh that, uh, but this right here is where we're going to be. 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time, you can click on that. That's tied off right to our Facebook page, okay? So we're going to deal with that in a minute. If you would like to help us out, we don't hold our hand out for money, but we do let you know we have a need. And so if you'd like to help us out, go to sonslibertymedia.com, click on the Donate button, make a donation if you feel led to do so, or become a partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty. One uh, Once a month, um, you set up the amount you want to donate. It's painless. It's automatic and all of that. Or... Pick up some of the, the items in our store. we got some great T-shirts, a lot of colors that um, Stephanie M. got in earlier this year on some of the popular shirts. We've got those coffee mugs that you guys like to see uh, that Bradley has in the afternoon, um, and books and music and dog tags, and <laughs> just all kinds of things. And then while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter. Again, we don't spam you. We don't uh, sell or rent the list out. You get one email a day. That's it. It tells you the articles that we put out at sonslibertymedia.com, and uh, we really appreciate your support. Now, again, viewers of YouTube, I'm fixing to drop it off in just a few seconds so we can get into what we're going to do. So head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. And by the way, it's going to happen tomorrow, too, due to the nature of the people that we have. Nurse Kate Shimrani, Dr. Kevin Corbett, we're going to have Dr. Carrie Madej, uh, 
all three of them are going to be on. It's going to be the Kate, Kevin, and Carrie show, and I'm just going to be the butler on it. Okay, that's what it's going to be. So, YouTube, five, four, three, two, one. See you on Sons of Liberty Media. All right, so there is that feed, this cut. You guys join us over there. Uh, we also have dlive.tv if you want to catch us there, the Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com, we were live there, but that was tied to our YouTube. So that will be sent over to Sons of Liberty as well. Facebook is Bradley Dean SOL. We're streaming live there as well as on Bradley's Twitter account, um, Bradley Dean One, and Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brushfires if you want to catch those as well. All right, all those formalities out of the way. And again, Tomorrow is going to be a really interesting show. If you guys want to call in, look, it, I'm good. There's going to be a lot of random stuff here, but it's really not random. It's all tied to this vaccine rollout this week. Okay, <laughs> it's SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. I don't know what else to say. Um, I was just showing it. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Um, <clears throat> okay. So the vaccines rolled out this week in the United Kingdom. And, and you can't make this stuff up. You, you really can't make this stuff up. Um, let me see. I had an image here that I, I wanted to show. This is, from, <laughs> this is from the sun. Again, you cannot make this up. We had the first lady, what she was, I think she was 90, okay? She gets the... the, the Coat, the, the the convid shot, right? The vaccine. First guy gets it. Guess what his name is? William Shakespeare from Warwickshire. They're just putting this in your face, people. I'm just telling you. They think it's a joke of how sheepish the people have become. This guy's the second Brit, the first man to get it. Uh, social media goes wild. Well, I would too. I mean, I'm embarrassed for anybody who believes any of this. I'm, I'm just embarrassed for you, okay? Yep. And in case you were wondering, okay, <laughs> this William Shakespeare <laughs> from Warwick Oshar, okay? This, I mean, you, really, you can't make this up. You can't make this stuff up. Now, I'm going to hit a lot of different, because i got a bazillion tabs open. There's, there's just so much on my mind, and I didn't know how to really formulate it. So let me just, today's not going to be really um, uh, very specific outlined and things of that nature. I'm going to hit several things that's happened this week, though. And um, <clears throat> it's, I think, I hope it will be helpful for you. I'm going to have all of these articles, all these videos and things archived at sonsoflibertymedia.com later today, okay, uh, this morning. And so if you want any of this to look at it yourself, because look, folks, I bring you the information, and I believe an informed public is, is better off than an uninformed public. I do not take the approach that President Trump took Earlier this year to say, oh, COVID's just a regular flu. And then later on when the media is really applying pressure to him and all this stuff, he goes, well, I didn't want to scare everybody, you know. It, it was yeah, it was a little serious. And then he's, he's double speaking. Okay? I'm not one of those kind of guys. I, I'll give you the information. If you can show me where it needs to actually be corrected, I'm willing to be corrected on that. I, ask anybody. I really am. Um, but the stuff that we give you, 
as far as I know, it's verifiable. We, we go to uh, the sources. Some of these are mainstream. They're going to tell you, especially if they document the stuff, they're going to tell you certain things. But part of the problem is we've got two companies that we know of who have put out vaccines. We have Pfizer and we have AstraZeneca. And if you paid attention to the interview we had with Dr. Madej, um previously, the AstraZeneca is one that's really not getting a lot of attention uh, as much as the Pfizer one. The Pfizer one is the one you know you got to keep it at sub-zero temperatures and all this stuff. Uh, the military is rolling that out and all, all the other. And it's the one that contains the cells of murdered babies, Okay. The AstraZeneca is, I'm sorry. And the Pfizer one is the one that contains the nanonites, the the technology that's there. Um, and both of them con- contain things that you would not put in your body normally. Okay? Neither one of them. And yet, we are told we need to trust this. Now, I this is just me. I'm a, I'm a dad. I'm 51. I'm a husband. Um... I'm just a common sense guy. But I have to question a lot of things that are tied with vaccines. As far as I'm concerned, you need to know two things about the makers of vaccines. Okay, I'm going to speak very straightforward because I'm not on YouTube. <laughs> One, Big Pharma is not out for your health. They are out to make money. That's why they exist. If they were out to provide cures, they would have done it a long time ago, but you're not going to get a cure doing it the way they do. The Creator has told us that He has given us every seed-bearing plant and herb for food. The first question people have to ask themselves is, what are you consuming for food? Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is these big pharma companies basically have immunity from all of the vaccines they put out. In other words, you can't sue them. That's hiding behind the color of law too, by the way. Because when you go to the law of God, if you cause damage there, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, right? Hand for hand. That's the law of God, folks. And these guys get... Basically the same thing that they've, they've done with a lot of the police officers and giving them this quantitative immunity. And it's even, it's even more so for the, uh, the, um, the pharmaceutical companies. They're given this, okay? So with that said, what do you think about what's going on right now? Well, we know that we've had HIV since what? The mid-80s, Okay. And there's a whole other story behind that. In fact, I want to get uh, uh, Kate and Dr. Corbett to cover that maybe one Saturday. Maybe we'll do that in, in a, a coming week, in a, com- in a coming segment, as to what that really is about. Stuff I didn't even know about. Okay, We've had HIV since the mid-80s. Any vaccine for that? Now, what's amazing is you remember when Magic Johnson, the basketball player, got HIV, right? And everybody expected him to be dead, and he's still alive. <laughs> what did he do? Hmm? What happened with him there? We've had the common cold with us. We don't have a vaccine for that. 
we've had the flu and we've got vaccines for that, but it doesn't seem to work because if every year when those things come out and the people go and line up like a bunch of cattle, give me my flu shot. We got tons of people who are getting sick with the flu within a couple of weeks. All right. That's what we're getting. We, you can name off your thing and we can have all kinds of vaccines and it doesn't prove anything. And everybody says, oh, we've eliminated polio. We've done this. We'd... Have you? How can we be sure? Isn't it a circular argument? I'm just theorizing here. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But isn't it a circular argument to say, if we give somebody who doesn't have X disease, if we give them a vaccine that we say is for X disease, and they don't get X disease, does that mean the vaccine worked? Understand what I'm asking. If they didn't get vaccine for X disease, would they still have gotten it or not gotten it? Do you see what I'm saying? If somebody doesn't have something, you give them a vaccine and say, well, this is... This is the snake oil we're giving you here, and we're guaranteed you're not going to get it. The person doesn't get it, and so therefore, it must be the, the work of the vaccine. But see, when it works the other way, and we're going to get to this in a minute, when it works the other way, when somebody gets sick, when somebody dies, we're going to mention a couple of those in these vaccine trials. and stuff. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean it was because of the vaccine. And the one thing I want you to keep in mind when you hear some of this is when people were literally being thrown under the bus. I'm talking about like <laughs> you die under a bus or in a motorcycle wreck or get eaten by a shark or whatever. They, my, my son, he was making up all kinds of things last night. Uh, <laughs> they name it COVID. Yeah, I know. It's a con. Con bit. That's what it is. They were literally doing that. We had Trump. Not Again, this isn't Biden. We had Trump and his coronavirus task force Coming on television every day, I played the videos when we had Dr. Scott Jensen on, which Bradley had on yesterday. If you missed that show, you'd want to listen to it. But we had Dr. Scott Jensen on it, and I played Dr. Burks telling people, we are calling things deaths from COVID that have COVID has nothing to do with it. They told you on national television that they were lying to you. They've padded the numbers. They're changing the numbers all over the place. Who knows? Now we're getting reports. Hospitals are filled. They're taking the parking lots. They're turning them into hospitals. Wasn't this the same story they were giving us back in the spring? I'm just asking. Isn't this the same story they were giving us back in the spring? Yes, it is. Same story. Where's Richie from Boston? <laughs> I'm assuming he's got a road trip to take again uh, to span the United States. Boy, if I had, um, if I didn't have the responsibilities of the website and things that I've got to do here and had a few thousand dollars for gas and stuff, I'd probably grab a few of the kids. My wife, if she wanted to go, I don't think she would want <laughs> Go to the, but she might. We might get to see a lot of things across the, the country. But go across there and just do what Richie did. Just across the country. Um, checking out these hospitals that they say are so detrimental. Of course, I don't know. I might get hit with the Gestapo who says, uh, you know, paper, papers please, Mr. Brown. Um, 
as to what's going on there. But let's jump into a few of these things, okay? <clears throat> because I think it's important that we pay attention to what is going on. Now, as this as this stuff rolls out, and I thought I had... Oh, okay. Yeah, I do have it. Okay, so I showed you William Shakespeare, right? <laughs> that one just... I'm sorry. I, you can't make that stuff up. You really can't make it up, okay? So this comes from SCMP News. Now, this is the... the um, 90-year-old grandmother from the UK, first person in the world to receive the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine outside of trials. What? Now, this is just going to be music. You guys are listening on the radio. You won't be able to see what's going on. Oh, she's getting the picture. We don't know what's in the syringe. I mean, we just don't know. It might be. It might not be. Uh, everybody's clapping. Oh, we're glad you got injected with who knows what. A lot of things that you can't even pronounce. And this nanotechnology. I'm sorry, I'm not even showing. I should be showing the audience. Sorry, I was watching it, guys. Uh, you might have second thoughts about having well, this vaccine. I say go for it. Go for it because it's, it's free. It's free! And it's the best thing that's ever happened <laughs> at the moment, so... Do please go for it. That's all I say. You know? This woman's been watching the idiot if lantern I can in this do case. It, well, so can you? She got the jab at the local hospital just a week before her ninety-first birthday. If I can do it, so can you. If I can jump off this cliff, cliff, then so can you. So Britain started rolling out their approved vaccine December the eighth. I thought this may have her rolled out in the wheelchair. We, um, but I forgot. There's so much that comes through, and I'm sure some of you guys are like that too. If you follow some of this as to what's going on, and uh, one of the things I need to do is kind of kill the sound because they will get me on music for some reason. I, I mean, even though I'm talking over it and everything else. Um, but one of the things, okay, now they're giving you 67 million cases. Is anybody really buying that? One and a half million deaths from, I don't know, basically the flu. Oh, this is South China Morning Post. <laughs> and here I was, uh, wrote the article. I was just covering what was going on there um, as to what was happening in the UK. But what was the interesting thing was, was this lady gets rolled out after she's done her, you know, um, thing there. After she's she's got her, her prick, okay? And she's got her hands like, like this. Now, you guys know what that is. I'm not going to say it, but you know what it is. It's the same thing that Donald Trump does all the time, too, right? Right there on his knees, all the time. And other people of the Masonic persuasion, shall we say. And she's doing that. Is that a coincidence? I think not. Uh, we got a call coming in. This is Joni, and uh, Joni, good morning. Good morning. I want to help you out on this. If you okay. Don't mind. Yeah, please. Okay. We're and, and and here's the deal. You know, they're sending this out, but the thing is, they're not telling everybody everything. So you can't give truly informed consent because there's a lot of things that are in fine print they don't tell you and one thing that they did was there was a presentation given at um, the FDA and there was a slide in this um, 
PowerPoint presentation, slide number 16. I, I put a link in uh, the DLive chat so that everybody could look at it if they wanted to. And it tells you all the adverse effects of this vaccine, and some of them are very, very serious. I mean, we're, we're talking like Guillain-Barre, transverse myelitis. We're talking about narcolepsy, cataplexy. And th these are life-threatening. <laughs> some of these are really life-threatening. Uh, anaphylaxis, myocarditis, pericarditis, and they're not telling you all of this. They're they're just you, well, you're going to have, you know, maybe a fever. You're going to feel bad. You're going to get tired, but they're not telling you what could happen when you take this. Oh, I agree. And not only are they life threatening, they actually take life. I mean. We, uh, I put this out yesterday, just ahead of the vaccine approval, FDA reveals there were deaths in the Pfizer vaccine trials. Now, they say it was only two people, and one of them was already, you know, had their immune system compromised, <laughs> okay? We just, we just helped them with the next step into the grave. Um, and the other, and four of them died who, who had placebos. Well, if they've already fudged the numbers, Joni, if they've already fudged the numbers about who has COVID or the COVID, then how can how can we trust them when they're telling us this? I mean, I'm asking honestly. I'm not trying to make fun of it. How can we trust these people when they haven't been upfront and honest with us from the beginning? Well, you can't, and then that's the whole problem. Um, what we're seeing is a less than well, I wouldn't even say it's even transparent. It's an opaque. It's an opaque. Uh, narrative that you're getting and unfortunately medical professionals are going along with it and they don't open up that box on those vaccine vials and they do not read the package insert and if you will do your research if you'll take that if you can find that box and you take the the chemical name and it's got a chemical name it's like chad zero something like that if you'll take that and look it up then you start finding out what's in this stuff. And one thing that's in it is, M I think it's MCR5. That is um, fetal cells from an aborted 14-week-old Caucasian male hmm. in 1966. And this is what they have kept yep. um, replicating and cloning. And that is another thing that is in this vaccine. Not to mention you've got this MRA technology, the nanoparticles that are covered in polyethylene glycol, which is essentially antifreeze. And a lot of people have a natural, what I would say, allergy to, to PEG. So when you get that and it triggers that allergic reaction, you could get an anaphylaxis where you, your throat closes up, you have difficulty breathing, you have heart palpitations, and, and this is an emergency that requires intervention. If you don't get it in time, you can die from it. Mm. Mm. Well, I know that uh, we've covered some of this. You've written on some of this stuff, too, at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And it's interesting to it, me that the people cannot seem to uh, get the idea that they're being conned, not only by the vaccine, but even by what they're calling the convict. I mean, let me give it. Let me give it for instance here. This is from the uh, CDC document on um, the coronavirus. 
I don't know the specific. I'll have to scroll up on the top. Okay, it's the CDC 2019 novel. Novel. They title it that novel coronavirus yes. real time RT PCR diagnostic panel. We're gonna we're gonna play some stuff on the PCR anyway in just a bit. Yeah, we're we're gonna let the, we're gonna let the guy speak for can himself. I laugh at that? Yeah, you can laugh at that. But here here's what they say. Okay, this is from the document, folks. It says since no quantified virus isolates of the 2019 NCOV are currently available. Assays designed for detection of the 2019 NCOV RNA were tested with uh, characterized stocks, characterized stocks of in vitro transcribed full length RNA of known titer. Uh, that's what it says. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know what that means. Spiked into a yeah, diluent uh, consisting diluent. of. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Glad I got somebody that knows these words. This is this is all in their document. You can see it. it I'm not making the stuff up. But you know what? YouTube would say, oh, you're not supposed to reveal any of that information. And I'm not, look, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't play one on TV. I didn't spend a night in the Holiday Inn Express. But I can read. I may not know some of these other words, but I get the idea. They didn't have, they don't have, they don't have the convict that they claim is running they rampant don't. across the world. They don't have it. They They're don't. making it up Mm-mm. as they go. Well, they made it up on a computer. They said what they what they did was they had these little, um, they found genetic material. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you're going to find genetic material. But you, if, if, if you don't have the full, and it's not even a microorganism because viruses are not live. They are just a, a, um, uh, a pocket, it, it's a pocket of, like RNA for that particular whatever, if it's even a virus at all. And it's surrounded by a kind of like a fat lipid molecule protein shell, um, which is easily destroyed by soap and water and things like that. But they said, well, we've got genetic material. What they got was basically human genome aid. And I covered that in the video that I did on one of the articles that I sent. That, And I even showed the genetic code and it's very simple. That's what they're finding. Well, and the PCR test, what they're doing is they're running it at a high number of cycles. We're talking about over 35 in most labs. The average is 37 to 40. Well, gee, guess what? You're going to find everything when you do that and say, oh, that's positive. And it's not. Well, because they don't even have anything let's, to see. Let's, they let's, have nothing. Yeah, let's take something because Joni is not getting that by, I don't know, uh, pulling it out of her dress. She's, she's not getting that from there. Let's go to the guy who developed the PCR test, Dr. Kerry Mullis. Let's listen to what he has to say, and I'll get your comments after, Joni, uh, once I play it, if it comes up. Okay. Here. This is from the Kerry, 90s. How do they um, misuse PCR to estimate uh, all these so- supposed free viral RNAs that may or may not be there? Uh, is this, um, I think misuse PCR is not quite... I don't think you can misuse PCR. No, the results, the interpretation of it. See, if you if you if you can say, if 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 they wanted, if if they could find this virus in you at all, and with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the 
sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which BCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? So that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to, to claim that it's meaningful. But the, the real misuse of it is, is that it, you don't need to test for HIV. You don't need to test for the other 10,000 retroviruses that are unnamed also in the subject. See, somebody that's got HIV generally is going to have almost anything that you can test for because they have definitely been... HIV is a fairly rare virus. There's only one million of us out of 250, 300 million people in America that have that virus. So you have to get around. Either your mother had to have it and pass it to you, or you have to really be paying a lot of attention to people that do have it and paying only attention to them and get a pretty good chance of getting it that way. It's hard to get it. But it, if you have it, there's a good chance you've also got a lot of other ones because you've been in the, in the market. For, you've been, it's been possible for you to get a lot of... It's, it's, it's a, to test for that one and say that has any special meaning is what I think is the problem. Not that PCR has been misused. It's like... It's not an estimation. No, it's a real. It's a really quantitative thing. It How tells you it, something about nature and about what's there. But it 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 allows you to take a very minuscule amount of anything and make it measurable, and then talk about it in meetings and stuff like it is important. See that that that's not a misuse. That's just sort of a misinterpretation. Even after all the these uh, uh, PCR, this quantitative PCR, that if you just get down to a basic virological count, it's still one in a thousand to one in ten thousand uh, HIV in one to one in a thousand one in five hundred to one in a thousand T cells. It, and it is. No, that, that, there's very little of what they call HIV, and what's been brought out here by Phil Pot and, and, and Isai already. The measurement for it is not is not exact at all. It's not it's not as good as our measurement for things like apples. An apple is an apple. You know, you can get something that's kind of like, if you've got enough things that look kind of like an apple and you stick them all together, you might think of it as an apple. But, and, and HIV is like that. Those tests are all based on things that are invisible, and they are, the results are inferred, in a sense. PCR is separate from that. It's just a process that's used to make a whole lot of something out of something. That's what also, it is. Um, it's, they, it's not, it doesn't tell you that you're sick, and it doesn't tell you that the thing you ended up with really was going to hurt you or anything like that. That's why it's not... So even if you believe in HIV, it can't tell the difference between virus particles or active live virus. I mean, there's a lot of questions involved. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Joni, your comments on that? Okay. Now, what he's, okay. now when he's talking about this, you, you have to have, for, for this RT-PCR, you have to know what you're working with. You have to say, okay, this is something that we've identified. We've got a small amount. So we're going to use this to replicate it to get enough so that we can study it. It's not meant for diagnostic purposes, but it will find anything. It can find anything, and then you can amplify it to make it something when it's not something. So you have to have isolated what you want to study. Then you have to use the PCR test to take that small amount that you have and you know that's what you've got and amplify it in order to be able to study it. So they're using this test in the wrong manner. They're using it for a diagnostic purpose instead of what it's meant for, and that is to 
multiply and replicate what you've already found and isolated that you think is making people sick or that you've found something new. But like you said, when you go up in there and you just get the genetic material and you run it through all these cycles, you're going to find something because there's something there. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be sick. So we'll find any and everything. And when they did this PCR test and they absolutely uh, put the genetic code out there for um, the CONVID, part of it, a lot of it was human genome 8. So, well, everybody has human genome 8. And depending on which lab runs the test and how many cycles they do, sometimes they find it, sometimes they don't. So the, it, it's just totally unreliable and, and it's not even meant for the purpose they're using it for. And that's what they're basing everything on. So the, the numbers on testing are just meaningless. Well, let's go a little further. If you, why would a healthy person, why would they go take these tests in the first place? It doesn't make, it. that just doesn't register in my mind. Again, I go back to when I was a kid. Um, <clears throat> man, you could be sick as a dog and parents are like, get in the bed. Uh, do you feel like eating something? Do you feel like drinking something? They would always have something. Usually it was a Coca-Cola because you had an upset stomach and a Coca-Cola would, in many cases, tend to calm your stomach. Okay, if you could, if you could get a little bit. And the the idea was you rested, you let your body fight off whatever it was that you had, and usually three to five days, I mean, if you had a really bad, I guess what we would call flu, three to five days, uh, you were having a turnaround there. You're obviously weak from what had happened, but then you started getting better, okay? And, um, and the only thing they really checked for is to make sure you weren't getting dehydrated, which is easy to see, you know, you're... You, your eyes have a lot of liquid in them and stuff and check your skin and stuff like this. But it was to let your, they, everybody knew your body was fighting off something. So the best thing to do was to rest and let your body do what it, what God designed it to do. But now, even if you're not sick, hey, you need to have this testing, you know, and we've heard the president saying, well, we're having more cases, whatever that means, because it doesn't even mean somebody's sick. It means they tested positive uh, for this. By the way, Let's take let's take those those mm -hmm. tests here for a second because um and this was another one that I wanted to bring up uh I had it from the other day. Let me see where it is. Cuz I got so many of these tabs open. Guys, I'll I'll have all this that I wanted to bring up here um because I think it's I think it's very uh important that you see this. Okay, here it is. This is from Cambridge. Okay? There were documents that came out of all positive COVID tests of 9,000 plus students, 100% were false positives. In other words, the ones who tested positive mm -hmm. out of the 9,000 plus students were all false positive. You say, well, how many tested positive? 10. 10 out of 9,000 plus, and every single one of them were false positives. The obvious question then okay. is, why would you go take a test in which you you have people go, are they really collecting our DNA? Look, I don't know what they do with the swab after they jab it up in your close to your brain and everything else when they do this, but they got your DNA on that thing. Okay, they just do. And the fact of the they matter do. is, why would you go do it? Why would you go do it? What would possess you? And I use that term loosely. What would possess you? 
to go be tested for something when you don't show any signs of being sick? What is that all about? Well, well, a new healthy person should get one of these tests. If you're not having symptoms, you shouldn't get tested. If you're having symptoms, you should get, nobody should be being tested simply because the test is unreliable. And number two, you can have the same symptoms that they are saying as the convent, but you can have something totally different. If you suffer from allergies, you're going to have a lot of those symptoms. If you have a cold, you're going to have a lot of those symptoms, bronchitis, um, any a, a flu. You're, you're going to have those symptoms, but it doesn't mean that you have the COVID. And you don't go test yourself to see if you have the flu. You know, you know what to do. But nobody should be having any of these tests, not one person, because it's it's so unreliable and there's no standard. There is no lab standard. Some labs are running, you know, 35, some are running 40. And even the CDC is recommending a high uh, cycle run of this. So naturally you're going to find something, but no, no, no one needs to be getting tested, not one person. I agree. And the reason they do is they have been fear porn. Yep, that's exactly what it is. They have been listening to the fear porn, and they're on that hamster wheel of fear, mm-hmm. and they can't seem to get off. Well, that is that is the one thing that we do know that is infectious over the country right now is fear. Okay? We do know that's infectious, and we can demonstrate it by the people who are going along with all of this stuff. We've got um, <clears throat> the mask mandates. Let me let me play another thing here. We've got the mask mandates. Now, Lynn, uh, who comes on on Wednesdays, she's in North Carolina. She, she's just across the line. Uh, my son just moved from South Carolina into North Carolina. I was telling him yesterday, I said, oh, they're fixing to put a... Um, I said, you went into a more ty- uh, tyrannical state over there just across the line. They're putting in uh, a curfew. A curfew. Governor Pooper up there, yep. I mean Cooper, <laughs> is putting in a, a curfew. <laughs> does the does the convid know what time to come out and what time not? It's kind of like he knows how to not go in Walmart, but he can go in the mom and pop shop. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense. They're lying according, to you people. They're just lying to you. According, yeah, according to these tyrants, yes. You know, the convid does not visit the football fields in high school yep. and college, but they're on the pro football field. Yep. You know, they don't go into the Walmart. They don't go into the Home Depot. They don't go into um, the, the the department stores. But they're going to go into the churches. They yeah. into churches everywhere. They don't yeah. go into casinos. It doesn't go into um, the brothels out there in um, Nevada. But I guarantee you, you it's going to be in them churches. Well, yeah. Now let me give let me show a, a brief clip. Now Kate sent this to me the, earlier this week. This is a young lady who is out on the street. I think this is in London. It's definitely in Britain, but I, I think it's in London. Her and her mom are out on the street, and it's tied to this whole mass social distancing thing. And I want you to watch, folks. Listen to me very, very carefully. If you have police officers, and I, you know, I'm just starting to question a lot of stuff with with uh, the police officers. Even even the so-called good ones are still there, usually as agents of the state. They're going to ticket you for stuff that's not a crime, um, that that where you have not either you haven't offended God, you haven't offended your fellow man, you haven't committed a crime against anybody. They're there as a racket 
to bring in revenue for the state. If you got cops like this, this needs to be dealt with right here. This, these guys, these kind of guys need to be dealt with. Okay? This happened in London earlier this week. And I'm not sure. She's 17 years old. She's a child! This is why people do not trust the police. You just pulled her off the street. I did nothing wrong. Shame on all of you. Breaking your oath. There's a 17 year old calling him. And this is. For walking on the streets. Into a custody suite. But did they try and discuss things with you first? No, they didn't. This is assault and kidnap. This lockdown is destroying my head. It is destroying my career. It is destroying my education, my future. My mental health has been is one of its worst states. They're going to take me away. Do you have any comment on arresting a child? No! 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 Is this proportionate? Yeah, they're too busy doing this stuff to deal with actual crimes. You know, those... those um. The, the young girl grooming Muslim gate, uh, rape gangs. Yep, they're too busy doing this stuff. Look how many cops are in this one thing, this one little van. How many were there? Like six, eight, something like that in there? Can't you see how distressed she is? She's thrown up. I was like, there was about eight of them in there because you got to look at the back. There were several in the back. And then they take her away. Now, I, you know, I got to tell you, I don't see any difference in that and a gang of guys pulling up in a van and throwing a young girl, the same young girl, in the van to haul her off. They're doing it under the color of law. What law is there? And law is based upon what the law giver gives us, his moral law, the Ten Commandments. What law is there that you cannot walk down the street without any symptoms? I, I love what uh, Steve Richards wrote at Sons of Liberty Media this, this week. Sue the mass Nazis. The point was, you have all these people pointing at everybody saying, you're not wearing your mask. You're not uh, social distancing. You're infecting people. We had um, a video the other day. There were some, I don't know, some of these Trump supporter guys, they were, they were in a line to get on the bus or something. Some guy was uh, saying to them, he said, "What well, you're not going to wear the mask? And he got on his knees, please wear the mask. And the guy's looking at him like, nah. Because he, he's not sick. And we already know, uh, I think I had this pulled up as well. Um, well, I had it pulled up somewhere. I've got a bazillion tabs open. And, yep, here it is. This, again, I, I take you back, guys. We, we looked at this before. This is the New England Journal of Medicine. This is from May of this year. 
Okay, this is this is May of this year. Here's what it says. Um, where are we at? I'm trying to think of exact. Let me let me just start. And I think this is the third paragraph, second or third paragraph here. Third paragraph. The calculus may be different. However, let's see. First and foremost, a mask is a core component of the personal protection or pro, uh, protective equipment (PPE) clinicians mm-hmm. need when caring for symptomatic symptomatic patients, not asymptomatic, but symptomatic patients with respiratory viral infections, in conjunction with gown, gloves, la la la. But what it went on to say was, actually, it was in the second paragraph. I'm sorry. We know that wearing a mask outside. A healthcare facility. That's all of us little people who don't engage in healthcare. Okay? We know that wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little, if any, if any, protection from infection. Public health authorities define a significant exposure to COVID 19 as face to face contact within six feet with a patient with symptomatic COVID 19 that is sustained for at least a few minutes, and some say more than 10 minutes or even 30 minutes. So, what is... The risk is very low. The risk is very low. It's not even that. The whole six feet distance. It looks to me, Joni, like they're saying, you you would even have to be like face-to-face with the person for up to 30 minutes... For there to be any kind of... Ri- mm-hmm. And that's even what they're saying. I don't even know that I buy that. But this is the New England Journal of Medicine. This isn't Tim Brown with a conspiracy theory or something like that. This is what they wrote. Yeah. And I, I mean, I I mean, I, I stay in this all the time. And, and I see that. And it, it's like, you know, they forget that, um, uh, you know, if, if that... It it's very low transmission. I mean, you're you're talking about um, you got to be really in, and and this is if there is some. I mean, there's something that's making people sick, but they don't even know what it is. So how can you call it this and say these are the symptoms? These are the measures you have to do when they don't even have it. They don't even know what they're dealing with, and they've just called it this and called it a virus. They haven't even isolated anything, so they don't even know what they're dealing with. So, I mean, all of these measures have never even proven to be effective. Social distancing, mask wearing, we know they don't work. I mean, we know this. That's just been over and over and over ad nauseum put out there. The masks don't work. Social distancing's never been proven. Lockdowns have never been proven, And, and, and you can look at it very easily by this factor. A lot of the states that have mask mandates, why are they saying now the cases are going up and up and up? If masks worked, it would go the other way. But they don't know what they're dealing with. They're using a faulty test. So naturally, no matter what you do, faulty data gives faulty data. I mean, the data is only good as to what goes in. And if you're putting in garbage, you're going to get out garbage. And that's what's happening. That's exactly right. And nobody is getting, nobody's getting a true picture. I mean, I even came across a document because I stay in this all the time and I'm fixing to put something out uh, in a few days because it takes me a long time to research this. But I have a document that says everything on this ended in July. 
And if that's the case, then why are we still in this mess? Well, because they're pushing an agenda. I really believe it's tied to exactly. agenda. I, I really believe it's tied to agenda twenty one, which then leads us to agenda twenty thirty. This is why everybody's in on it. I, I told my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my again, they were they were look. They had something the other week. Uh, my dad had a really bad cough, really bad cough, and um, so I took him some of my chlorine dioxide. Again, I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. I, I don't play one on TV. I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express. But I said, Dad, I, I use this stuff. And um, and by the way, the former presidential candidate and ambassador um, under Reagan, Alan Keyes uses it too. And he's spoken about using it. Mm-hmm. He went and took it. Now, it, it did give him, it did upset his stomach a little bit. And I said, just back off the drops because uh, I told him to use six or whatever in his water, you know, in the morning at night. The next day, he was already starting to get better. My mom got it and she went and took the silly test and said oh they said i've got the convid and i just shook my head and i said mom just put some of that in your water try that out and see what happens she was already starting to feel better the next day too and so and they've also and they they've also shown that massive amounts of vitamin d3 yep vitamin t and zinc are are natural Immune boosting and it will fight this off. And the dosage for the D3 is 3,000 to 5,000 international units per day. And you just take, um, uh, get some, a zinc supplement and the mega dose of vitamin C that you get in, in uh, the little airborne bottle. Right. And that will take care of everything. Joni, hang as on. Well hang on. As the chlorine dioxide will work. Okay. Um, and again, folks, we're not giving medical advice. Uh, this is information purposes right. only. If you want medical advice, go see a doctor. Okay. Um, the um, We've got a call on the line, so I want to take that before we have to cut the phone lines off because we're going to have to cut those off shortly. So, caller, are you there? Uh, hey, Ken. This is Brian Sasser. How you hey, doing Brian? this morning? I'm good, man. How are you? Um, I just want to run something by you. About three weeks ago, my mom had to have a procedure done at a local hospital, and they made her take one of the COVID tests. She started having bad nosebleeds because of it. Never had a nosebleed in her life. She'll be 81 in a week. Okay. Um, And it kept recurring. Uh, She's had like seven of them. All right, she had to have a follow-up procedure, and they're going to do it again. They're going to go right back up her nose, that man, pale her to her brain, right? She went to protesting. They said they didn't have another type of test. And when I know for a fact that the North Carolina prison system now has a test where they just swap around the inside the nose, they don't have to go all the way up to your dang brain. And she went to putting up such a fit that they finally found one that they go down the back of her throat with. And, um... When I was your mom, I just did, wonder did, how did, many other people they're doing this to. Did you have? Um, was your mom having symptoms and stuff? Is that why she was having the test or whatever? Oh uh, no, she had to have a procedure done at the local hospital. Okay, and she had to have the test before they do the dang procedure. <laughs> and um, the procedures were on, uh, let's say, opposite ends of the spectrum. If you know what I mean. Yeah, sure, I get it. Um. Uh, I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the back side, but, not the front side. Uh, I get it. Yeah. And when she went up for the follow-up, they were going, they were going to do it again. They have showed absolutely no concern that um, she's been having a nosebleed. Now, okay, and she's still absolutely having that. none. What, what do you have to say about that, Joni? Well, here's the issue here. Um, 
the medical professionals and and you know I I used to be one. I'm tired now, but um, they seem to have thrown common sense out the window uh, with this. I mean, if somebody's having a nosebleed after you've done a, and that's why they go almost up to your brain to the uh, pineal gland up in there, and, and this is just a very mm. thin margin. You you can poke through that very easily, but they have they, they seem to have lost all common sense after something like that happens, and she's suffering all this. You don't go back and poke up the nose. I mean, you just don't. I mean, you wouldn't go back and irritate that, but. This seems this common sense has seemed to have gone out the window, and it's almost as though the CDC, the WHO, has put something in every medical professional's coffee, and they drank it and just kind of turned their brain off mm. and not used common sense. And knowing that the tests are so unreliable, they shouldn't even be using them for any kind of prior procedure anyway because it's not going to tell you anything because it's so highly false positive it's too unreliable to even um, rely on it I mean and that's just common sense if you have something that is so unreliable you just wouldn't use it but that doesn't seem to be the case now they've all drank the Kool-Aid and and well we're just going to do this medical test because that's what they say that's our policy now yeah. well policies sometimes are not always accurate all right, Brian. Does that help answer your question? Oh yeah. Okay. I just I'm known to go that the medical field to go nuts, but uh, <laughs> this same hospital that killed me when I had a heart attack. But uh, right, <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, I'm not talking about little nosebleeds. I mean, she was the blood was flowing. Sure. It's just crazy. Sure, I understand. Okay, uh, Joni, Brian, I appreciate you guys calling in. i got to cut this off because the next show's going to come much. on. Uh, thank you for your call, though. Right, we appreciate you, Tim. Yeah, appreciate both of you very much and your support. Um, there goes Joni, there goes Brian. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to have to close out the show. I'm going to stay over just a couple of minutes because there's a couple of things I wanted to give you guys. Um, and this will be a run-up to what we're going to do tomorrow, Okay. Uh, with Kate and Kevin and Carrie. Yeah, it's going to be the Kate, Kevin, and Carrie show. <laughs> with Tim as the butler. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but that's what we'll have tomorrow. So if you guys are listening on Red State Talk Radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Scroll down right on the right side of the page, and we're going live right there. If you want to join us, I'm just, I've just got a couple of other things that I want to put out there because... I believe we ought to, you ought to have as much information as you can. And some of you guys have a lot more than I do. By the way, uh, Beth, I did put in the chat of my page, because she's on my page, the chlorine dioxide. 8 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Don't miss it. It's going to be a big party. Kate, Kevin, Carrie, and me, the butler. See ya. Okay. All right. Welcome in everybody in from Red State Talk Radio. We appreciate you guys joining us. Thank you guys for hanging over. I promise I'm not going to try to take up 30 minutes here. I'm really going to try to be quick. A couple of things uh, that I also came across this week, and then I'm going to get to uh, a few items uh, that I think is is of importance too. This one was a short video <clears throat> from an Oxford... It, it was during a, a um, uh, an interview that he was conducting. Sir John Irving Bell, okay... He's an Oxford immunologist and geneticist, right? Now, I want you to pay real close attention to what this guy says 
in the middle of the interview. Okay, pay close attention to what he says. Start, but uh, th this 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 extraordinary creature, whatever we call it, this pandemic is, the is caused by something which is evolving all the time. Surely. Yeah. So um, th these viruses are pretty tricky for the immune system. They've got lots of methods to avoid the immune system. They don't mutate as fast as influenza, though. The mutation rate in this virus is pretty slow. But the intensity of your immune response is not so great for this virus. So in many ways, the, I think the observation made by the previous speaker is right. We're probably going to need a seasonal coronavirus vaccine that we all have every year to give us protection. And that may change with mutations. Does it give you any this protection? Isn't a, this isn't a very variable virus. And, uh, and I suspect it may stay the same for some years before we need to change it. And finally, Sir John, the question everybody's asking you, when? When, when will it be? When can I have one? <laughs> yeah, so as you may have spotted, there's a wide range of views on this subject. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful we're going to start to get a readout uh, early in the autumn as to whether this thing works or not. A lot of this depends on the intensity of infection. So in order to get a readout, you have to have a certain number of incident cases in the control vaccine population. And that then tells you that you can look at the real vaccinated population and see whether they've been protected. So I'm, I'm hoping that's going to happen pretty smartly this autumn. But then don't forget, there, these vaccines are unlikely to completely sterilize a population. They're very often, But then don't forget, there, these vaccines are unlikely to completely sterilize a population. They're very often, But then don't forget, there, these vaccines are unlikely to completely sterilize a population. They're very likely to have an effect which works in a percentage, say... Did, did you guys hear that? Did you hear what he just said? Now it gets worse. It, it gets worse because the guy who you're not seeing, the guy interviewing this guy, Sir John, watch what he does as the interview ends. It's just a few seconds here. percent. Um, we'll have to look quite carefully, and the regulators will have to look quite carefully to make sure that it's done what we need it to do before it gets approved. So there will be a delay between the outcome of the trial and a decision whether it can be approved as a vaccine. Uh, and of course, anything that happens- Professor Sir John Bell. Yeah. Uh, I'm can sorry, I, just I didn't say, mean to cut you right uh, off like that. Uh, can I just say that yeah. anything that happens to undermine- Ugh, You can't make that up. Did he just say that the vaccines um, are unlikely to completely sterilize a population? Yes, he did. He did. He said it right there in the interview. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure, Pierre, if people are asking about Chatter. I, I can't tell you that. I point people over to Sons of Liberty Media. If they're, if they're not coming over there, I don't know. That That's being broadcast off of our Facebook page. So that's what, that's what we did uh, this morning to cover it. We're going to do the same thing again tomorrow, guys. It's just to protect the integrity of, well, not the integrity, but not jeopardize us getting kicked off by the tyrants at YouTube. By the way, you might find 
that the information that you're getting here now, you might want to download the video. I have my permission to download it and upload it anywhere you want to. Okay? Why? Because a lot of this is going out on several Facebook pages as I speak. And what do we find out about fascist book? Well, they're going to be removing COVID-19 vaccine-related misinformation, what they call misinformation. That's what they're going to do. This comes from the Associated Press. Facebook said Thursday, uh, this was uh, last Thursday, not yesterday, but the day bef- the, the week before, said Thursday it will start removing false claims about COVID-19 vaccines in its latest move to counter a tide of coronavirus-related online misinformation. Well, I'm going to tell you who's doing it. I- I'm going to tell you who does all who who is uh, in their back pocket. It is the uh, guy. He's a nearly two-decade veteran of the least trusted name in news at CNN, Alan Duke, and the the chumps over there at uh, Lead Stories that you see all over the place. They're kind of like Snopes. Um, And they put out a story to deal with one thing that may actually be vaults, maybe. And then that just gets applied to anybody who might use the certain words in the algorithm or whatever the case may be, even if if it doesn't apply. And they they tell you, they tell the, the viewers on social media that, It's fake. So here from the Associated Press, in the coming weeks, the social network will begin taking down any Facebook or Instagram posts with false information about the vaccines that have been debunked by public health experts. You know, public health experts like, I don't know, the guy who's not a medically trained doctor who is part of a a terrorist organization who tanked his own country of Ethiopia into debt with China, (laughs) okay, Again, not a medical doctor leading the World Health Organization. That guy. It might be that we're going to hold the the public health experts of, I don't know, Bill Gates, who's not a medical doctor either. Or we're going to uphold the CDC, who I just read to you, don't even have an isolated virus. So what they're telling you is not just Sure, there are people who put out false information. I'm not going to deny that. Okay, there are. But the fact of the matter is, this isn't about that. If you have not read Orwell's 1984 and the Ministry of Truth and the Memory Hole and all that stuff, that's what this is. That's what it is. It is full-on communism. It is full-on attempts to control the narrative from top to bottom. No longer do these fascists want to abide by what was established in the First Amendment. Now, the First Amendment, look, does not apply to the fascists in the corporations. It doesn't apply to them. But it does apply to our representatives. And our representatives are not to write law. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the free exercise thereof, so you know what? Uh, if even if the governors are supposed to hold, uh, are are infringing on the rights of the people of the church, they are criminals. There's no nice way to say it. They didn't just make bad policy; they're criminals. They have committed crimes against the people. And this is why they have to be held accountable, and this is why it is the president's job. And by the way, if you got your idol set up for now, and you're saying, "Oh, what's Biden going to do when he gets in there?" 
This is happening under the guy now. Not Biden, the Trump guy. This is happening under him. And he's not enforcing the law, Article 2, Section 3, against these violations of law. Or Brick, don't you hate this thing when... I didn't understand that. Things listening in to my conversation, silly phone. Anyway, they're not to make law that on abridging of the freedom of speech or of the press... The right of the people peaceably to assemble, that's under attack too. And to petition the government for a redress of grievances, that's going on in the petitions. Ladies and gentlemen, our representatives are violating their oath by not keeping these guys in check. You know why? Because they're fascists too. They're getting paid off by the corporations, too. Where in the Constitution did we say an FDA could exist to put out their poisons to people with immunity, by the way, where they can't be sued, but they can make billions of dollars? In fact, you can have the president give them billions of dollars for vaccines. I don't recall that being in here, in the, uh, in the Constitution. It's not in there. Spend tens of billions of dollars on military to deliver that vaccine. And this week we saw the guy speaking for the National Guard who said the National Guard's not only going to be delivering the vaccines to the destinations, but they're going to take and be putting needles in arms. Those are his words, not mine. Those are his words. Needles in arms. Um... I need to bring this I, 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 because I think that's important. Um, I was trying to get the, the full-on video. Oh, I know where it is. Uh, my friend Stephen Hallbrook, I think he had sent me the full thing. Let's bring this up and see if it uh, pulls up correctly. Uh, okay, so. But to actually help people put needles in people's arms. All right, so let me bring it back, okay, so that we get the. The full thing here. All right, this is the guy. He's talking about the National Guard. Here it goes. Many states will be using the National Guard. Um, it's not for distribution, but to actually help people put needles in people's arms mm-hmm. through PEP, PrEP Act coverage, um, which is something I gave guidance under the Secretary's broad authority. We're enabling all pharmacies, pharmacy techs, pharmacy interns to be able to give COVID vaccines to anybody three years and above. Um, um, the National Guard uh, will be taking place in many states. They have uh, EMTs that are all part of the National Guards that vaccinate guardsmen. So that's sort of the last piece that the states really work on. There's lots of support for that. All right, lots of support for that. Who's supporting it? The tyrants? Because I don't recall supporting it. I don't know anybody else who supported it. And on top of that, um, you know, our friend Brian who called in earlier, Uh, He had been reporting to me that there is a National Guard, like an armory, that was down the road from him somewhere where he lives will remain unknown. (laughs) Um, But he was telling me earlier this year, he said it's been abandoned for, for 10 years. All of a sudden, they start moving in all this stuff, and now it's in a full swing. Uh, He talks about, uh, and Brian could probably help me in the chat somewhere, uh, wherever Brian is. I don't know which one he's on. 
but he could probably tell you what they've ramped up. Uh, they've had, uh, I think, helicopters coming in. They've had a lot of troops moving in there. And, folks, you know, the National Guard is a federalized militia. It is not a constitutional militia. It's a federalized one. The, the militia was to be part of the states that could be called up by the president, yes, but they were, deposed, they were supposed to be state militias. And here they are being used, as this guy said, to help put needles in people's arms. Those are his words, not mine. And who do the National Guard report to? Hmm? They're reporting to the president. Remember I told you, I told you, and it was poo-pooed by guys that I think mean well. But the fact of the matter was, when Donald Trump said what he said, when the lady from Fox, Maria, I can't even say her last name. You know who I'm talking about. When she asked him, are we going to have to have our temperature checked every time we want to go to work or we go to a sporting event or whatever? Are we going to have to wear a mask to return to normal and all? His response was, we're going to have a vaccine. And I don't know how you took it any other way, but instead of those things, this is what we're going to do. And already you see Ticketmaster saying, you don't have this stuff, we're not letting you in the concert. You've got other places saying, if you don't have this, you don't have that little, your certificate of vaccine ID, COVID. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, you can't make it up. Your certificate of vaccine ID, COVID, if you don't have it, we're not going to let you in such and such a place. Well, I'm with my friend Steve, as I was saying earlier. We need to start suing people over this because they are assuming and they're indicating that somehow we are a danger to other people without ever proving it. It is is a slander of us as people if they speak it. It is libel against us if they write it. Okay? I was in a store the other day where we buy a a lot of discount stuff. Family-owned business. Man, get some great deals. Really great deals. Um, And I saw on their door, it said, please wear a mask. I go in, everybody but me and my son's got a mask on. It's weird. It's like it's like a, a Twilight Zone kind of thing. I mean, it really is weird. And you go in, and it says, wear a mask, but it, we're not going to mandate it unless the governor mandates it. And I just thought to myself, he can mandate it all he wants to, and he's committing a crime against the people because he's not authorized to tell me what I got to put on my mug. He doesn't have he doesn't have the authority to do that, and he certainly doesn't have the authority to tell me what to put on my mug, or I can't go somewhere that I want to go. But the people just follow their political idols. Doesn't matter what it is. Oh, he means well. No, he doesn't. He means to control you. And by the way, it's not a democratic. Governor, for all you people who think the Republicans are so good. It's a Republican governor. Let me hit a couple other things here before we close out. Some of this you've seen, but if you haven't, I just, again, I'm going to be setting it up for tomorrow's show. All right. This is from the CDC. This is their own documents. 
This is something that um, uh, Joni was making mention of when she called in to the show. Okay. FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines, a draft, a working list of possible adverse event outcomes subject to change. Look at all this stuff. I can't even pronounce, not that I can pronounce a lot of words here, (laughs) but uh, look at this. I know stroke. I know that's not good. Convulsions and seizures, that's not good. I don't know what some of this stuff is. I just don't know what it is. Meningitis I'm familiar with. Arthritis, Kawasaki disease. Multi-symptom inflammatory syndrome in children, vaccine-enhanced disease, autoimmune disease, deaths. (laughs) I, you know, I, I, there's, um, again, not here for entertainment, but if you guys have ever seen the Jeff Foxworthy thing on taking the vaccine, or not the vaccines, but on whatever kind of medication it is. And he says, I got itchy, watery eyes. Here, take Theraflu. It's for itchy, watery eyes. And then he goes off with the side effects. <laughs> and it's really hilarious. You could pull it up on YouTube if you're interested in watching it. Uneven tire wear, you know, bad oil changes. And I mean, he just goes on about stuff. And he goes, no thanks. I'll just keep itchy, watery eyes. Well, I got a question for you, folks. You're being told about the convid. It's being blown up way out of proportion. They can't keep their numbers straight. They can't keep their narrative straight. They can't tell you what to do or not to do without changing it every month once they're caught telling you the lies they're telling you, peddling them to you. But you can take this vaccine, which may render you any one of these things, including and up to death, or you got a nearly 100% chance that you'll recover from, from this, from the convict. Now, what's interesting, I ran across something yesterday, and I thought I left it open during, oh, I did. I think I did leave it open. Yeah, I think this is it. Yeah, okay. You got to see this, okay? Seriously. One of the things that struck me, and I'm going to pull it up now. And by the way, this comes from Renee Coburn. Um, her and Matt are usually in the chat rooms. Uh, she posted this on her Facebook page. And I was tagged in. I usually don't see a lot of stuff I get tagged in because I'm just, I just, you know, I use it. I use social media to post, put stuff out, okay? I, I don't use it to like for a lot of stuff the way everybody else does. And I see how people do it. This is this is what she got. This is from fox8.com. I'm not sure where fox8 is from. Let me see if I got it. Uh if they're giving me any indication. Cleveland. It's out of Cleveland, I guess, cuz that's the only place they have their thing here. Pfizer reports no serious side effects for their COVID-19 vaccine. Uh-huh. Right. Right. In addition to sore arms, vaccine recipients reported temporary discomfort after the second dose. And we're going to deal with that in just a minute here, too. Here's what I want you to look at. When you were given the narrative on the convict, who were the most susceptible to it to die, to have something bad happen to them? Wasn't it like people 70 and older? Isn't that right? 
Okay, so you can see the light yellow is uh, mild. This kind of, I don't know, tan look is moderate. And then this number here is severe. You can see there's the, there's the key there. Now, I want you to notice something. 18 to 55. Look at the numbers here. The younger are having more issues with fatigue than the older people. Headache. The younger are having more issues than the older people. Muscle pain. The younger people are having more issues than the older people. Chills. The old, younger people are having more issues than the older people. Joint pain. Again, same thing. Fever, diarrhea, vomiting. The younger people are more affected than the older people with the vaccine. Anybody want to explain that to me? I, I just, I happened to notice that when I looked at the information that she had up. Why is that in greater numbers? Um, it's just pretty interesting to me that that's what's going on here. Um, there's several other things, and I want to close out. I think I'm going to go ahead and close out with this, okay? Many of you guys are familiar with uh, John Rappaport, uh, former CBS Health Watch reporter, and uh, he does this series called The Matrix Revealed, uh, where he try to he tries to help you walk through kind of what Cheryl Atkinson was talking about when, he, when she was talking about things like AstroTurf, when she was talking about the propaganda that's put out and stuff like this. Uh, he tries to help you do that in The Matrix Revealed. He had something come out, and I um, I get his email, so I pretty much I like a lot of the stuff that John puts out, so I'll kind of introduce it, let him say what he says, and finish it off with you know some final thoughts or whatever. He says how they're going to fake, how, how it's going to be faked, the success of, of the Convid vaccine. Okay, and again, I'll have all these articles and some that I haven't even got to touch on from sonsoflibertymedia.com later on this morning under the same title. Okay, here's what he says. I've described how the major clinical trials of the Convid vaccine are designed to prevent nothing more than a cough or chills and fever. The whole plan to gain FDA approval of the vaccine is a stark fraud. Now let's move... and and. By the way, let me introduce, let me interject this because this was on my mind too. We still don't know. They rushed this thing through so fast. So much money was thrown at it. The military's been thrown at it. We have very limited studies on it anyway. Okay? We have no idea of long term effects of whatever they're pumping into people with this. We just don't have any. We, we, we don't have any idea. Maybe they do. Maybe they know exactly what they're doing. But we don't know. And you know, one of the interesting things is, if you go buy a pack of cigarettes, right on the side in a big label, it says, the Surgeon General has this warning, blah, 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 blah. You go buy a, buy a bottle of whiskey, it says, the, this has been known to do da 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 right? I mean, it's just right there. When you go get the vaccine, do you get a piece of paper with big words on there that says, this can cause up to all these things and death? Do you get that? No, you get a bunch of legalese if you even get that, right? 
And then they, they give you the shot, and you don't see nothing on there except there's a syringe and there's something in it. Okay? But that's being pushed through by bureaucrats. And that's what the FDA is. It's bureaucrats and Congress approving all these emergency authorizations and stuff. It's bureaucrats. That's what it is. The FDA is a shakedown is what they are. They're a shakedown of, of companies for the money to push their to, to pimp their drugs out. That's what they are. All right. Here's what Rappaport says. Let's move on to the next con. How to make it seem the vaccine is a roaring success. Brief background. My readers know I've presented a complete case to show the SARS-CoV-2 virus was never proved to exist in the first place. This is what Dr. Kevin Corbett has put to his own government. Give me evidence that it exists. And they have not done that. It's been months since he wrote to them about it. They haven't done it. Nobody's done it. The CDC doesn't even have have it. I, I started the show off with that. They don't even have it. So the whole idea of a vaccine is a non sequitur, an absurdity. It's a logical fallacy. Likewise, the PCR test for the virus is a fraud on several levels. For example, the number of cycles for which the test is set is a key factor. Each cycle is a huge amplification of the tissue sample taken from the patient. When you blow up that, t- this is what um, Dr. Kerry Mullis or what was saying in the video that I played, okay? When you blow up the tissue sample above 34 cycles, you get gigantic numbers of false positive results, just like Cambridge had. Even the standards of the te- even by the standards of the test, Fauci has admitted it. I pointed out the FDA guidelines nevertheless recommend doing the test at up to 40 cycles. This alone explains reports of rising COVID case numbers. Let's say Pfizer and then Moderna win FDA approval to release their vaccines in the U.S. And he's writing this in the middle of uh, November. With the military doing the logistics of shipping, millions of doses move out, and soon an extraordinary number of Americans are lining up to take the shot. After a suitable period of time, the elite medical planners will change the way the PCR test is done. You see how they're going to manipulate it? You can already see it before he's telling you. Bump it up 40 cycles, right? Then once you start dumping out the, the, the vaccine, right? Everybody's getting paid off. You start lowering those cycles in the PCR test. Watch and see. The number of cycles will be drastically reduced. That order will go out to labs in the U.S. What does this mean? Well, it means that far fewer positive test results will occur. Oh, everybody's getting better, right? Therefore, the trend of, quote, new COVID cases will stop rising, it will level off, and then it will fall. This rigging will be heralded as proof that the vaccine is producing a victory over the virus. Revelation 18.23, people. Huh? All nations were deceived by their sorceries, their pharmakia, their drugs. It's not talking about marijuana. It's talking about this kind of junk. <laughs> Deception. That's what it is. It's a deception. And he goes on and he says, um, make the new definition in terms of clinical symptoms more restrictive. Something like this would do the trick. Quote, the patient must exhibit a body temperature of at least 100 for 48 consecutive hours. 
That will automatically cause a significant drop in the number of cases. The drop will be attributed to the salutary effect of the vaccine for purposes of lockdowns and general clampdowns to promote more fear and punish areas where the economy is too open. Reverse technique will be applied. Make PCR tests adjust their cycles upward, thus producing huge numbers of positive results and new cases. Well, in South Dakota, we have to mandate at least 100,000 more vaccinations in each of the following hotspots where case numbers have suddenly escalated, and we must lock down those areas immediately. You can read the rest because it's, it's lengthy, but the point is, is to manipulate. And by the way, if you're going to be a dissenter, all right, you're not going to put the, the muzzle on your mug like I'm not. Well, then, okay, if they're going to hold you down and force you down to take a test, if that's what they're going to do like they were doing. You you remember they were doing that stuff in in Georgia. By the way, I don't care. Look, whether you agree with a a DUI stop point, checkpoint or not, it's unconstitutional. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. You can tell me all day long about, oh, it stops this. this, this." Then you got the same mentality as the people who are out to try to get your guns. Okay, that's the same mentality. If you're not doing anything wrong, they shouldn't be stopping you. If they don't, if they don't have probable cause, they shouldn't be stopping you. Not just stopping everybody and seeing who smells like whatever. But they were stopping people. They were doing the DUI thing, and then they were taking them in for forced blood draws. And it got to the point where the cops were coming out, and they got their own little van. They're not medical people, and they're gonna. The cops are gonna draw blood out of you. What's going to happen when this stuff starts going on? Huh? We're going to get the cops start taking your temperature, swabbing your nose, sticking that thing back to the edge of your brain, and then taking it while they're lowering it for everybody else. They say, this guy's trouble. Let's run that for the full 40 cycles (laughs) or more. Let's really make sure he's got the convict. Not that you have it. And we already know from their own documents, too, that if you're not, if you are asymptomatic, means you don't have any symptoms, guess what? (laughs) You don't have any symptoms, you're not contagious anyway. And I got to tell you, I've been listening to Dr. Kaufman, Kate, every week, and I really question whether people are are, are contagious in the first place. I just, I just, I question it. That's just my own opinion. And the reason I do is because of stuff that I witness in my own family for years. In the family of my mother and father and in my own family with my wife and my children. How is it that some people can get really sick and others not be affected at all in the same household, in the same room? How does that work? Huh? You have to start going back, I think, what Dr. Kaufman and Kate Shimarani and several people have identified. Get off the germ theory. It is a theory. It hasn't been proven. It's a theory. And go to the terrain theory, which makes a whole lot more sense as to whether or not your immune system is good for fighting off these things. Or if you do get sick, if you've got a fairly healthy immune system, it's very limited. It's not as drastic as some other people. I think that's really the key. But the point is, as Rappaport points out, and gosh, 30 minutes have gone by fast. I'm going to wrap it up. Rappaport points out exactly 
how they're going to manipulate, manipulate these numbers. And they're going to get the American people to buy into it. And they're going to go, oh, see, there was Trump. See, now the argument is about whether Trump's going to get credit for the vaccine or Biden's going to get credit for the vaccine. Let me tell you something. Donald Trump owns this vaccine. He owns all the money that was unconstitutionally spent for it. He owns the use of the military unconstitutionally to deliver it, to put needles in people's arms too. He owns it all. He owns the convid stimulus, which is unconstitutional too. The bailouts of the banksters and the corporations and the wealth redistribution. He's going to own that 30,000. You remember that sacred number of the stock market? Let me just give you a little instance, and I'm going to end on this. Go look at that line. It does like this on that. You don't have to be a Wall Street genius to figure out what's going on there. You don't have to be a Wall Street genius. That is a serious bubble and they're propping it up. QE four five six seven eight monopoly money printing. And once this vi- once this vaccine deal goes through, and they start everybody they play with the numbers and do all the stuff that they're doing to deceive the public. Everybody's going to rush back into the workforce. Money's going to flood into the system, and it's going to come down around our ears, folks. Again, you don't even have to be an economist, a Wall Street person to figure this out. It's happened in history before, multiple times. This is a huge bubble that's being blown up. It is not something to be praised. This is not a roaring economy, as Donald Trump has told you. This is a manipulation. This is a fraud. Mark my words, it's going to come around. It's going to come down around our ears it's not going to. It's not sustainable. It's not. That's not going to sustain it. They're propping it up until they're ready to let it fall. And when it falls, a lot of people are going to be hurt. A lot. It's going to be. It's not going to be just the people like it was in the housing bubble. What was that? Two thousand eight. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, Brian. I am wrapping it up. I want to end with that because. I think all of this is moving us towards this great reset, which is, as we had um, Alex Newman on, it is an issue to change culture, society, morals, values. It's to change the whole look of everything. It is to bring us in a new world order. This is why I've said for a long time, controlled opposition, everything that's there is to drive that agenda. Okay? And for those of you, I've got one last thing. Just going to leave you with this image that I put up yesterday as soon as I find it. (laughs) For those of you who still don't get it, I took a um, classic image here and I did it. I have really poor Photoshop skills. Okay. This is what's going on right here. They're working together. And if you would just take a step back you would see exactly what's going on. You would see exactly what's going on. And the same thing's happening with this convid and with the vaccine. 
and the propaganda that's being put out. Same thing's happening with that. All right, guys. I don't watch the clock. Sorry. I guess that's the preacher that comes out of me or whatever. I used to do that with that too. Uh, <laughs> you guys have a great day. 8 o'clock in the morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. We're going to do it the same way. I'll start off on YouTube. Go over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. 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 If you want to just start at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, join us over there. Some of you guys are on DLive. That's fine, too, wherever you're at. But SonsOfLibertyMedia.com is where I'm telling you to go. You'll be able to see it right there. Uh, You won't have to jump from YouTube to something else. But if YouTube helps let you know that it's live, that's fine. That's where we're going to go after we start the show. Kate Shimarani, Dr. Kevin Corbett, Dr. Kerry Amade will be on with us. And uh, we're going to be talking about this rollout of the vaccines. What are the things that you need to know? And we'll we'll carry it as long as we have to. I'll go ahead and get stuff done so that we're up and running. And uh, I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about the time constraints so much. And uh, Lord willing, we'll talk to you at 8 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Don't forget Bradley's on at 3 p.m. Eastern. Same bat time, same bat channel. And we'll see you then. Adios.